How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to this week's installment of the Legionnaire Podcast. Um, I am Cal. I'm Will. And we are going to fearlessly lead you into the unknown. I don't know what unknown we're going into, but... We're going into the unknown. Doesn't matter. That just sounds Um... nice. Yeah, we got a lot to, not a lot to talk about, but a couple things. Um, I think first, the unfortunate news of today. Yeah. Pretty sad. This is, it's a, um, so do you, do you want to announce it? Yeah, Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman, passed away today. That, which is sad. He was pretty young too. He was like 66, I think it was. Yeah. It's sad. Like people always argue about like who the best Batman is. And like it's we always forget about Kevin Conroy as being the best. Just yeah. because he is the best. Nobody can like if you have anybody telling you that Kevin Conroy isn't the best Batman, they're not a sane human being. He he's the one that like first said the line like I am vengeance, I am the knight, I am Batman. He like revolutionized that line. Yeah. Like everything, I mean, like I guess, like modern day, like all of the kids, like who grew up, who are like our age now, watched, Whoa. yeah, Batman the animated series, which is iconic, and his work in the Arkham games, iconic. I, was, I, I think. Sorry, I was go. gonna say I have a list of things that he's been in. Um, it's a lot. Batman the animated series. The new Batman Adventures, Superman the Animated Series, Batman Beyond, Justice League, Justice League Unlimited, Static Shock, uh, Sega's Batman and Robin, PlayStation 2's Batman Rise of Sinzu, Batman the entire Arkham series, uh, Batman Arkham Underworld, Batman Arkham VR, Batman Assault on Arkham, Superman and Batman Public Enemies, Superman Batman Apocalypse, Batman Gotham Knight, Injustice and Justice 2, DC Universe Online, DC Supervillains, Batman, Strange Days, Justice League, Action, Teen Titans Go. He was in some stuff in the Arrowverse. Nobody's played He's, Batman more than him. Yeah, he is Batman. He is the definitive Batman. My favorite is his him in the Arkham series. I I agree. It's just because that's what I've had the most exposure to, I think. And that's that's a more recent memory. Yeah. Um, like I'd have to go back and like listen to him in Batman the Animated Series, and like when I read Batman comic books, I hear Kevin Conroy's voice in my head. Yeah, the one I hear the least is Christian Bale's. Oh yeah, I like I love Christian Bale's Batman, but that voice is awful, bro. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it's awful, but it's definitely like not the most realistic out of all of them. It was cool when it first happened, but now I think at this point it's just like what are we doing i think uh ben affleck's makes the most sense just with like a voice synthesizer but this is neither here nor there talking yeah. about voices batman yeah but sad news with kevin conroy i saw that earlier today and i was like damn this is a sad. hero gone yeah it's unfortunate um but yeah that was the only like comic book news that i wanted to talk about Black Panther 2 comes out today. It was out yesterday. Yeah, I went and saw it yesterday. We'll have our review up later. Next week. Tuesday. When does this drop? Sunday? Yep. Yes, so we will be recording our review as you listen to this. Um, What did you think? Early thoughts? My Spoiler initial reactions. Spoiler-free, instant reaction. I enjoyed it. I, I really did enjoy it. Um, it is the Marvel that it, it feels like Marvel again. It's not like sketch comedy. It's not like every joke in the movie that happened was actually funny and warranted. I laughed out loud in this movie. Probably two or three. There's not a lot of jokes in this movie, but when they do happen, they are funny. You laughed more than Thor four. I did laugh more than Thor four probably. I, d- I laughed way more than Thor 4. Yeah. So, 
that's an indication. I hear it's a lot of dialogue. I hear it's very dialogue heavy. It is. Um, it's a little long. There's a, definitely some scenes that probably didn't need to be in the movie, but um, it's really poignant and it's really emotional. Like I cried like the first five minutes. I'm seeing it in about two hours here, so I'm excited to see it, but that's fun. Um, Star Wars now. There's a lot. Um, okay, I want to talk about something that you don't know of first before we talk about Andor. Um, and the Acolyte. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so I want to get to Andor last because that's when I want to talk about the most. Um, yep. And I don't want to run, run over this news. So do you want to go with the Acolyte first or mine? Let's go with yours first. Um, so the world-renowned and like the most popular animation studio, Studio Ghibli, has just announced that it's making a Star Wars animated project. Those of you who aren't familiar, Studio Ghibli is the very first studio that won um, Best Picture at the Oscars. And it was for an animation film called Spirited Away. It has other films, uh, Graveyard of Fireflies, or Grave of Fireflies, uh, some other movies that are out there by them. But Studio Ghibli makes probably the greatest animation. Like, they're like the gold, they're the diamond standard, like the platinum standard for animation. And they've just confirmed for a Star Wars project. I don't know if this is Star Wars Vision Season 2 or if this is a Star Wars movie. Um, But there's been, like, people going around, like, doing concept arts of what studio ghibli star wars would look like and the animation is you can't beat 2d animation in my opinion 2d animation will always remain superior to 3d animation sketch drawn animation is phenomenal compared to 3d just because i think it takes more skill yeah it's cool um I I I, oh, I saw this news. No, I did see this news. I said they partnered with Lucasfilm. I don't think they said specifically Star Wars, but no, they tweeted something with Lucasfilm. Well, I guess maybe Lucasfilm was a big property, but yeah, no, they said they're they're collaborating with Lucasfilm. It's probably going to be Star Wars related. Um, I don't think it's going to be Indiana Jones related. So it's funny that you or... said Indiana Jones. Did you know that Temple of Doom is a prequel to Raiders of the Lost Ark? I did know that. I did not know that. Yeah, isn't it wild? Oh, yeah. okay. Also, I want to talk. I want to touch on some indie news as well. There's people who are saying like test reactions. It, indie five is a disaster. It's not. Bro, true. I don't believe any of those. No, I'm like I I refuse to believe James Mangold is putting out a bad Indiana Jones movie. I just refuse to believe what anybody says coming out of a test screening. I don't think test screenings are real. I don't either. I have yet to meet somebody who was actually at one. Not like we're in locations where we meet people who be at test screenings, but I don't think test screenings are real. Not like people are at liberty to say what a te- like what they saw at a test screening either, because they sign NDAs and they'll probably yeah. get like taken out by black helicopters if they do. So I don't believe anything out of a test screening though. So good, bad, mm-hmm. decent. I'll believe it when I see the movie. Yeah. But yeah, uh, Studio Ghibli, I'm excited for potentially an animated Star Wars project by them. I would hope it's a movie, but we'll see. It's Vision Season 2. That's cool as well. Um, What else have they... So they've made... What What have they made? Studio Ghibli? They've made what? Spirited Away? Yeah, Spirited Away was the first animated movie to win Best Picture. Spirited that was back Away. in like the 90s. That's that's what we're regarded as one of the best animated films of all time. They did Grave of Fireflies. Dude, this is this synopsis for I've never heard of Stu- Spirit. Have you seen Spirited Away? No, it's on my watch list. In this animated feature by noted Japanese director, oh, I'm not gonna try. Hayao, I I'm not gonna try to pronounce the director's name. A 10-year-old and her parents stumble upon a seemingly abandoned amusement park after her mother and father are turned into giant pigs. The lead character meets the mysteri- a mysterious the mysterious Haku who explains the park as a resort for supernatural beings who need, to break, who need a break from their time spent in the earthly realm and that she must work there to free herself and her parents. Jeez. Yeah. I don't know. That's it's wild. an interesting concept, but... I, it won Best Picture, 
and a lot of people it goes around as like regarded as one of the best animated movies of all time so and grave of fireflies is another one that's by them oh wow cool yeah grave of, i didn't know if it was grave or graveyard um grave of fireflies is the one that i want to see uh i'll just give it to you because you just read the synopsis but it's um a devastating meditation on whoa this is the google one that's not right at all <laughs> the what um war drama yeah it's just a war drama basically in world war Two. but neither here nor there that was my fun star wars news i would be excited if it was an actual movie um and not like a 20 minute episode in visions but we'll have to wait and see no i bet this will be a movie if they're announcing it like the way they did there's no way it's just gonna be like for an episode because they would have announced the other studios they're collaborating with for visions yeah they they did that last year they announced this the studios fairly early on envision season two is like supposed to go more international like with its animation studios and not only japanese anime honestly at this point i'll believe a star wars movie is coming out when i see a trailer for it just because like (laughs) there's so many announcements and cancellations it's just like whatever man yeah Uh, who knows um is that everything you wanted to talk about with that yes well finally one of my most anticipated projects coming out of the star wars brand the accolade has finally started shooting they have their cast it's actually happening because they announced it like two years ago at that disney investor whenever they announced whenever yeah whenever they announced like they had the first trailer for bad batch and uh might have been obi-wan they announced as well yeah that's like when it was first announced so it was a while ago yeah yeah it was a long time ago when they announced it but like it's finally happening um i had found the synopsis and i lost it in front of me of course classic but um it's set i think it's 100 years before it's set it's set 100 years before um the phantom menace and the final it is described public yeah, the final days. It says a former a former Padawan reunites with her Jedi Master to investigate a series of crimes, but the forces they confront are more sinister than they ever anticipated. Count me in. That's this exciting. is gonna be sick. Um, I, um, the showrunner. Um, oh my god, why am I? I um, it's not Amanda Stenberg because that's the lead character of the show um um leslie headland leslie headland yes have you seen russian doll no apparently it's really twisted and it's really good it's something i have to watch um i'll probably watch that before i go into this just so i can see familiarize myself with leslie headland um it's critically acclaimed and audience acclaimed like it's it i'm really excited um what are your thoughts on the accolade or going into it I'm interested. Um, I, I This is going to sound bad, but I want to know how many episodes it is. I want to know how many seasons it is. If it's a one season, six episode show, I'm going to write it off fairly quick. Dang, I, didn't actually, I actually didn't think about that until you said that. Like, I, I don't know enough about this to get excited. The synopsis sounds great, but like, I don't know. Book of Boba Fett was only it was seven episodes, but I something about six episode Disney Plus series don't make me feel good. Um, well, Kenobi was that, and then all like the Marvel shows are that. So, yeah, I think it. I think it'll be interesting, but I'm annoyed. I'm more annoyed than I am satisfied because I am mad that it's the end of the High Republic. Yeah. But they're making a story at the end of an era when they could start at the beginning and like go all the way through. I mean, they could hop around it. Like, I'm just I'm happy we're like outside of the Skywalker storyline right now. Like, yeah. we're breaking we're breaking new ground. We're in different spots. The, the and this is what Star Wars has needed for a while. What we thought Star Wars has needed for a while. 
yeah, we were chatting about just Star Wars yesterday. Um, well, they need to get away from the Skywalker saga. Prior to Andor, we thought that them remaining in the Skywalker saga was a hindrance to it. Yeah. And now, with Andor being out, it were, I'm going to stand corrected. Yeah, Andor is um, amazing. But yeah, really, we're going to hop into Andor here, but I just want to wrap up the Acolyte. Very excited. The cast is stellar for this, though. I honestly don't know that many people in it. I only know of, um, uh, what's his name? name uh, Lee Jung-jae. You don't know Daphne Keen, X-23? Oh my god, I don't know her by name. Oh, well. Gosh. No. Oh yeah, it. I oh don't. Carrie Ann Moss is um from uh Matrix. She's Trinity. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I didn't know this. Um, I wonder. I I just I I wonder who's gonna play who because. Honestly, I see Carrie Ann Moss who plays Trinity. I could see her being a Jedi. I could also see her being like a Sith Lord. Um, I the only Daphne person King. that I'm interested in is Manny Jacinto. Uh, why? Because the the actor just looks. I looking at the actor, I can already tell he's going to be the antagonist of the show. You think he's going to be the antagonist? Probably. You think this guy's going to be the good guy? He could be. I Maybe. Don't I don't know. Maybe. Um, I, I, I don't know. Carrie Ann Moss gives me villain vibes. She also looks like... Dude, I'm just saying, in another world where they adapted their um, books, Carrie Ann Moss could play Gen- or, um, Chancellor Lena So, but... Maybe. Yeah, I don't think she's that great of an actor. Yeah, Sue me. I don't care, man. It's your opinion. I have only seen her in The Matrix, so. Yeah. So, Carrie Ann Moss has a problem with me. She can take it up with me. And then Amanda Stenberg, I have not seen her in anything. So, yeah. Don't know a whole lot about anybody on this um, movie, but very, or movie, TV show. Very excited. I, I mean, hindsight is twenty twenty. So, like, when, like, they announced the cast of Kenobi, um, like, it was exciting. But when I look back at it, where, like, there's people that I just didn't care for their performances, like Indira Varma. I didn't really care for her performance as the Imperial officer, as the Imperial officer and the good guy, bad guy. Her name was Tala. I didn't really care for her performance. Camille, however you say his Not last Gianni. name. Yes, who was in Eternals. I didn't really care for his performance either or his character. So like or his subplot. Yeah. So I it's just I don't know. There's not a ton that like makes me I don't know. I I have to wait to see more. Well, I think the tone's going to be different because like the Obi-Wan tone was isn't isn't like Andor's tone. And I have a gut feeling the Acolyte is going to trend a little more towards Andor's tone just based on what I've heard about Russian Doll and like the fact that they are going to be dealing with like the uprising of this or like the Sith rising up in the Acolyte. I, again, I'm going to be incredibly cautious with everything because Deborah Chow did great with the Mandalorian and she did not do so great with Obi-Wan. That's fair. So, I, I don't want to, like, be putting my blinders on like you kind of are. Sorry. Like, I know you're so excited for the Acolyte, and you've been saying since it was announced that, like, like this is going to be the greatest Star Wars project to come out in ages. And I definitely don't think so, but... I didn't say it's going to be the best. I'm just really excited for it. Okay, well, maybe not on the air you've said it's going to be the best, but you've told me personally. Okay, well, probably, but here's me with my blinders on, ignoring all this hate, preparing for it to be the best thing I've ever seen. When does this come out? Do we have a date? It's not going to come out for until, like, 2024, I bet. Um, uh, late 2023. It'll probably be, like, Idiot. January 24. Wait. Spring, filming will likely take place throughout spring 23 
It'll be 24. Yeah, you're right. Why why announce the cast if you're not even filming for another six They months? are. They've started production, Will. Production and filming aren't the same. This article that posted on November 8th says that they're not filming till spring. Oh my god. Esquire. Production for the... There's a pictures of them on set, Will. Where are these pictures? Oh my god. Let's get Star Wars here. Siri, the Hindu.com, Star Wars Series, the Acolyte commences production in UK, Variety.com. What are you reading? Oh yeah, there are pictures of them on set. <laughs> I'm looking at the Star Wars website. Yeah, fair enough. I'm not going to these back alley websites. Empire Online? That's that's a real one. IndieWire? Variety? IGN. We got we got real beef with IGN. We got beef with the people who review some of the stuff on IGN. <laughs> They're probably great people. It's it's nothing against them personally. Well, my beef was more, I mean, Andor, they give like terrible ratings for Andor like week in and week out. Not terrible, but I mean, some weeks are good and some weeks are bad. This week isn't like I'll Okay, so do you have anything left with this? Nope, I'm ready to yeah. dig so, in Andor. I mean, what did they give Ando this week? I think they gave it like an 8 or like a 9. Yeah, uh, this episode's a 10. It's not. It was an 8 or a 9, which isn't outrageous for IGN to give it that. Like, if they think it's an 8, 8 is the minimum that you could give this episode. I'm going to keep going on this IGN train. Bro, they got to be so freaking dumb over there. They gave X-Men Days of Future Past an 8.8, and they gave Shazam an 8.8. And it was the same person reviewing. I'm not going to out them. You can look them up yourself, but... Dude, Shazam and X-Men Days of Future Past are not even close to the same level of movies. I've never seen Shazam. Uh, well, Actually, that's not true. I saw, him in a, I saw him in an airport. Yeah, you did see him in an airport. But As you've I seen say, Days of Future Past. What do oh, you dude. think? Yeah. You got you to gotta freaking live up to quite the hype. Let me, let me, I'm going to look at my comic book movie list and see what's right around days of future past because um is is shazam better than into the spider-verse no it's not even close all right well then there's my shazam isn't better than the suicide squad so if that's any like indicator and the suicide squad isn't better than like half of uh, suicide squad is better than it's like top 10 marvel movie the so it still has the yeah so it has a ways to go still and even like some of the top marvel movies aren't beating some of the best x-men movies so it's got a ways to go anyways Anyways. (laughs) ign is foolish sometimes sometimes they aren't this week though andor is really good andor's bro all right yeah spoilers for this week's episode go watch if you haven't seen it no way out episode 10 bro Andy freaking circus. Man, Disney really dropped the ball on his acting performance in the sequel trilogy. They did. Um he is he is the standout of this Andy Circus is the standout of this episode. He's gonna be the standout of this season. Like when the season is done, I'm going to say Andy Circus had the best performance. We need to see what happens with Mon Mothma continuing going forward i love it i I, don't get me wrong andy circus is my favorite but mon mothma's body of like genevieve o'reilly's body of work right now as mon mothma cannot be discounted i know andy circus had one baller michael jordan flu game performance yeah she did have a really good episode her like just facial expressions that she was giving this just this last episode were phenomenal Stellan Skarsgård, he's he gives good perform like not good, but he gives great performances every episode. But it's nothing that's like setting me over the edge. I don't he know. His... Great, he had a good speech at the end, but I mean, um, it, it came after. If it was at the beginning, if no, 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 if it was at the beginning of the episode, I would have been like, yeah, this is sick. But the fact that it came after Andy Circus, I was too focused on Andy Circus's performance then. I, I don't know. I, I love both of them. I think there, there isn't a bad performance in the show. You you go to Deidre. Deidre's balling out of control. 
Um, was she even in this? She was in this episode barely. Yeah, she was a little bit, but like balling out of control. Everybody in this like this whole like story of like them breaking out of this prison. I am pumping my fist, cheering, sitting in my chair alone in my tiny studio apartment. Well, so this is what we were talking about, where I was saying I didn't like performances of people in Kenobi, and like I'm concerned about some people in the Acolyte. I, yeah, there. I don't mind a single performance in this. I buy every single person's character. Yeah, no, it's it's every like every person makes sense with what they're doing. Uh, yeah, I have zero issues with any of the actors and their performances. Um, Story wise picks up after last week's episode i love the uh the conflict that you see between with kino andy circus kino and like how he's saying nobody's getting out ignore your thoughts on trying to get out and then by the end of it he's like we're getting the f out of here yeah well when he's well he shouts in the beginning he's like no one is getting out and i was like wait what it's like he's not gonna turn on, and then he's like, "Your shifts don't matter." I'm like, "Oh, let's go." Andy Circus is gonna rally the whole team. Yeah. Dude, and I, okay, I want to say this. I also want to use this because I want to see if I can like drag in a bunch of viewers from TikTok or cause a stir. But like, it feels very satisfying to have. Now we're gonna ignore the Clone Wars. But when I upload this on TikTok, it's not going to be like that. But this is the greatest Star Wars show that's been made. This is the best Star Wars content that's been made since Empire Strikes Back. And I have no issue saying that. Just considering that they've been on now an eight-episode streak of consistently quality episodes. Like eight out of ten, nine out of ten, ten out of ten episodes. Like eight episodes in a row now of that. Mandalorian's never done that. The Clone Wars has never done that. Um, Kenobi, pick any Star Wars. It has never done that before. That was a fire line that we're going to hear on TikTok, aren't aren't we? Probably, yeah. I hope I can get some people angry over that. Um, but I'm not I don't wrong. think anybody's going to be I'm, angry I'm, with I'm, you. I'm, I feel like I'm not wrong. This is like Mandalorian has never – Star Wars has never had consistently – Good God. The clo- I don't even think the Clone Wars has ever gone on eight episodes in a row of good episodes, like really good, really good episodes. I'd have to look maybe like whatever was after the Umbara arc or after the Citadel arc or after season six was pretty good, like consistently good, like season seven. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Now that I think about it, there was the Maul arc where he killed Satine and then it went right into Ahsoka's arc where she was the temple bombing. So I guess that, yeah, but like, yeah, whatever. It's fine. We don't. We don't. Yeah, it's okay. Okay, it's okay. Okay. If we want to go in chronological order of when the episodes like actually happened in the timeline, then we'll do that. So it's never happened before. <laughs> um, well, we were talking about this. Um, how like nobody realized, and people who say like, "Oh, the show is boring." If people like, "Oh, it's boring," it's like, dude, like, what are you watching right now? This is like. The writing is so superb. Like, it assumes you're intelligent. Like, Mon Mothma's discussion with this crime boss dude. He's like, she's like, oh, well, I'll pay you. He's like, no, 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 I don't want you to pay me. She's like, I'd rather not owe you a favor. He's like, oh, it's not that either. I'm going to bring my son here. You have a daughter, right? It's like, bro, what? And she was having none of that. She's like, absolutely not. You can get out of my house right now. But he said, when she said to him, she's like, that's out of the question. He's like, that's the first time you've lied. I don't know. She seems to hate her daughter. <laughs> well, her daughter seems to hate her quite a bit. Yeah, She hates her husband and her daughter. I don't think she hates her daughter. I think she loves her daughter, but her daughter's got... Her daughter's her been indoctrinated. Her... Yeah, by her dumb husband. True. Her dad, buddy, whatever. You know what I mean? Um, like, and like, we were talking about, like, how great this show is. It's like, when we were talking about this, uh, we were texting about this yesterday. People, like, Andor is for the real fans. Like, for those who, because people are like, oh, I'm not watching Andor because Book of Boat Fan and Obi-Wan weren't that good. So I'm just 
burnt. Like, I'm just not going to watch. It's like, then you don't deserve Star Wars at its best. If you're not willing to stick around, even after, like, we went through two kind of disappointing, pro- like, shows, and you're just going to bail on it. Yeah, no. The door is over there. Yeah, you can leave. I, I I can't stand. I get people where they didn't start watching the show at first because, like, I'm sick of Star Wars if they didn't like Obi-Wan. I'd be like, okay, if you're sick of Star Wars after Book of Boba Fett and Obi-Wan, you're justified for not wanting to watch Andor. But if then, like, people keep recommending you, if you're not watching after this point, you're not a Star Wars fan. You really just are not a Star Wars fan. It's like, give it a chance. Like, Like, I tell everybody, it's like, give watch the first 15 minutes of the first episode i i think about i mean the first three episodes are great dude the aldani episodes were phenomenal these episodes phenomenal well like we were talking about this i don't understand how this show continues to get better i okay so i i said to you on the phone i don't think this is better than last week's episode and i stand by that but i don't think it's worse i think this is on the same level of quality as last week's episode I oh don't yeah think i it's a step up but i think it's on the same level i like it more um i i like this episode better but it's not a knock on last week's episode either because they're both like nine mm. or ten out of ten episodes the only issue i have with this episode the only issue i have is that we don't know what happens to Andy Circus. He just says, I can't swim. Because they break God. out. You're getting too far ahead of me here. Slow down, slow down, slow down. Oh, I want to get there in a minute. Um, all right, all right. No, because I wanted to go through some lines at first before we got there. Because I wrote them down. Because um, there were like some very quotable lines. The first one with Cassian after um, they put their friend in a body bag from last week's episode. Uh, Cassian says to Kino power doesn't panic i freaking love that line dude where they're talking about the empire like power doesn't panic they're panicking right now yeah because they barbecued a whole floor of people yeah and i mean like they have the power to do that and i just think that the fact that all the inmate inmates inmates are aware of that i i just love that and then they had a throw they had a callback line to or a flash forward line to uh rogue one where Cassian said to him, every day we wait, they grow stronger, which is something that Jin says to uh, the Rebel Alliance when they're trying to go to, uh, not Jakku, Scarif. Why does everyone want to go back to Jakku? Literally. Um, they were talking, oh, I, that's what I wanted to talk about too. Gosh, they talked about Kaffrain again. Yeah, I know. Every time I hear Kaffrain, I'm like, I am Willis somewhere oh, just like losing his like Ah. yeah i'm freaking out um no but when the imperials like are the the imperials the isb is setting up this bait and switch for what's the rebel's name that they're doing it for anton krieger krieger um they're talking about this like bait and switch that they're setting up and they talk about somebody who froze on hyperdrive re-entry that has got to be like the worst way to die in star wars yeah frozen on hyperdrive re-entry yeah i don't even know what that means but it sounds awful it's i i imagine like their ship just like breaks apart and they like freezing like on like their re-entry from hyperdrive i don't know can't be can't be a good way to go out (laughs) no it can't be not at all um the whole situation like with them getting out of the prison then where like they set up their plan i mean kind of plan they didn't really go too much into the plan with this this one was like it happened like it was just unfolding like versus the aldani one where like there was much more of a plan that was in place um one thing that was really bothering me before they short-circuited the entire facility i was like sitting there watching and i was like you guys need to go put those like electric boots on so you guys don't get shocked on the floor. They're like walking past like so many pairs of them, like put some boots on. Yeah. I was like, yeah. dude, you guys are, I thought like, I thought so many more people were going to get fried than they actually did. Yeah. Nobody really got fried in this besides like, like two dudes. Yeah. Dude, the poor guy that was uh coming down, like when he was uh first coming into level five B or whatever it was before they started like the breakout he was like coming down the elevator and they're like 
throw everything you have at him. And the guy's like standing on the elevator. What do I do? And then his guard just like electroshocks him. Yeah. Like, dude, this dude did not ask for any of us. He just got here. I don't know. This is my first day out here. <laughs> yeah, literally. Um, uh-huh. But Kino's speech then to the entire facility. Oh, my God. That's like, and this is where you're talking about Andy Serkis's performance, too. Um, dude, Hollywood has been sleeping on this dude for Ever. 30 years. We've been talking about, we have been Andy Serkis stands forever. We have been. What, did, what was the message I sent to you? I said you some, I said something about we don't. Uh, deserve Andy Circus. Um, uh, well, I want to talk about like when he's doing that speech, that beautiful speech of like him rallying everybody. Um, his voice over the speaker sounds a lot like Snoke. I swear to God, they better not take Kino Loy and turn him into Snoke. I'd be really mad if that happened. I'd be like, unless they explain really it in the best way possible. I hate that idea. I hate it beyond. Anything I think it's just because he, he voiced Snoke. Think so? Yeah, I mean he did, he played Snoke, so his voice is probably going to sound like somebody else who voiced. Like, there's somebody in the Rise of Skywalker that Mark Hamill voices, and when I watch that scene now, I'm like, yeah, that's Mark Hamill. Win the war. Yeah, the Ovisian Gunner at the beginning, I'm like, that's Mark Hamill, and now that I know that, I'm like, I can't not think of this guy as Mark Hamill. Well, yeah. So I, I think you might just sort of have that correlation where it's like, I know that Andy Serkis is talking now. And the fact that you're not seeing him talk as Kino, he's unfortunately, he's more iconic for Snoke because he plays a bigger role in the Skywalker saga. Well, if you asked anybody on the street, like any random person who was who played Supreme Leader Snoke, nobody's going to know. I think they would more people would be right on who played Snoke over who played Kino Loy. Well, yeah, I don't think anybody's going to know. I, like if you just asked a person who's like a casual fan of Star Wars, who hasn't seen, like who doesn't follow casting and like stuff like that's like we do. Yeah. Like true. if we asked that, like if we asked dad, I was played, thinking if we asked a hundred people, probably three people would get who played Snoke and zero people would get who played Kino. So like, well, if they saw Andor, they know. Uh, maybe. I don't well, know. Dad would know Andy Serkis played Kino Loy versus Snoke. How do you want to? Should we call him right now and ask him? No, we don't need to call him right now. Okay. Anyways, what I said to you when we were talking about Andy Serkis's performance, and I stand by this still because I think he's been the standout of this season for performances. If you don't appreciate Andor at all as a show, you don't get to appreciate Andy Serkis's performance. Yeah, man, like we you just don't. You don't like you have to. No, I, I'm a hundred percent okay being a gatekeeper for this though. But it's like the dude poured everything out this episode. He did, and he has such a simple character. Like his character isn't incredibly complex. No, he's trying to get his shit. He's he's trying to his shifts all done. He's trying to get out. That's literally all he's trying to do. He wants to get out, serve his time, he wants to be free. Yeah, that's all he wants. And he's not going to be free. So I, he's a found, like, he's not a hero by choice. He's just like, he doesn't help the rebellion in any way. He has no affiliation to that. He just is a dude who wants to get out. Yeah. I I love that so much. But so now to the end of the episode where they finally have that speech of get one. Oh, it's one way out. I say no way out for the episode. I might've said no way out one way out. Because they're chanting one the way time. out, one way out. But so they get to the edge, and I thought they were gonna. I was like, "How are you guys gonna get out of here?" Because I didn't think they were gonna swim away. I thought they were gonna like steal a bunch of like imperial shuttles or something. I didn't know what their plan was. Maybe they had boats. I didn't know. But so yeah, they jump off, dude. Now I'm gonna use this as well. So. I think the last time I was like genuinely depressed with Star Wars was when the Clone Wars ended with the Siege of Mandalore. Mm-hmm. And now this, when like it cuts to Cassian looking at Andy Serkis's character 
and he just says to him i can't swim and then he falls off like i was genuinely depressed when that happened yeah we don't know what happened like if they didn't like plan pan back to like Keno Loy jumping into the water or getting captured like we don't know what happened to him now it's so it's so disheartening it, it just makes me so sad because i like i didn't think i would bond so much with the character and love him so much over the span of i mean i loved him in the first two episodes but like i really i don't want to say connected with him but i got so emotionally invested in him this last episode like i was emotionally invested in his character i cried when he when he said he's like i can't swim I was like, dude, you've got to be kidding me. Out of everything, you can't effing swim. You can't MF and swim. Dude. I actually, okay, so do you see, do you think Andy Circus will be in episodes moving forward? Maybe. I don't know. We don't know any affiliation towards him, so like, I maybe he is honestly though if he isn't like i think it's a good way to send off his character too though yeah. like the greedy get, the greedy person to me is like i want to know if he survived or if he died but in all reality he's probably dead rest in peace Keno loy the unsung hero of the rebellion yeah um so i guess the episode ends with melshi and cassian heading for the hills on Narkina 5. And they show those uh, TIE fighters or those like Imperial shuttles like like you see their flashlights flying behind them in the distance. Yeah, searching the water for escapees. There was a lot of people too that got out. So like I'm really curious to see what happened. Like I thought that they were going to... I'm surprised nobody else was with them and it was just those two. Yeah. I, like it makes me wonder like I did not that many people get to shore oh i talked i was talking to you about this like it would have been metal to see in the background just like tie fighters doing like strafing runs on the water like shooting at people in the water Mm -hmm. because they can't let you get out like you can't get out and like they can't let you leave no and how how are they going to capture all of you well i'm how are they going to get off world yeah i guess we don't know anything about narkina 5 like they're wearing jumpsuits if they find a civilization, they're going to be like, well, you guys clearly just came from prison. <laughs> so, I don't know. I the, Everything about this episode was phenomenal, though. And it, like you said, it consistently is getting better. I don't think personally that it's better than last week's episode, but it's definitely not worse. I think it's the same level of quality. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. it's... It's consistently been since episode three, three through 10 have been minimum eight out of 10. And I don't even know what that eight out of 10 is. Maybe episode four, Mm. episode seven, episode seven. That's the one. Yeah, true. God, this show is so good. It's so satisfying to watch a show, a Star Wars show that's like airing and it's the greatest Star Wars show to come out. It beats Mandalorian by like a country mile. Obi-Wan beats it by like however many miles the Earth is. Yeah. Book of Boba Fett, multiply that by two. Yeah. crazy yeah i'm excited for next week um do you have any like yeah. major takeaways from this episode i i'm excited to see where mon Montham's story goes i really am i'm really excited to see where it goes is that the one you're most excited for well because i'm i mean i'm excited to see what happens with cassian but like i can't like pick a favorite story because i'm like oh i mean i forgot about deidre oh man i forgot what's like what's going on with luthan i did this and this and this and this and this and this and this we didn't see what happened with the Virgin this week. The incel Cereal. Cereal. Or cereal carn. Eat your cereal. Yeah. I think the I, Mon Mothma's is the arc that I'm most invested in. Genevieve O'Reilly, yeah. like, she isn't given a ton of screen time each week. And for what she's given, 
she like really sells it with um her like facial expressions and like her just everything that she does verbally and uh like passively just like the way she acts it's it's so good yeah no, she's, she's very pointed. she's fantastic she's fantastic what's been your yeah. favorite line of the entire se- series I know what mine is. Hmm. One way out, easily. It's got to be one way out. One way out for you? I don't know. It's a fun thing to chant. What's yours? Chant. I I wanted to make sure I had it down before I said it. Um. I, and I do. I freaking love it. I, because I'm looking at it's from Twitter, which I want to talk about too. It's funny how Elon Musk is on Twitter for a week and it has turned into cover your ears a complete shithole. Yeah, that's... <laughs> people are like tweeting. Somebody made their account as OJ Simpson. Like, yeah, I did that. <laughs> it's that's... so. Fun. It's so funny. <laughs> He's made yeah. the app infinitely worse. Anyways. My favorite line in the entire series has been from Mon Mothma, and it's um, it's a lie. The Mon Mothma people think they know is a lie. It's a projection. It's a front. And she says, yeah. I've learned this from Palpatine. Yeah. I show you the stone in my hand. You miss the knife at your throat. That's, that's a, a that's cold a line. line. Yeah, that's, that's a, a cold, cold line. line. Yeah. I show you the stone in my hand. You miss the knife at your throat. Yeah. I, I dude, and if you would have said this to someone, like pick what this is from. Is this from Game of Thrones or is this from Star Wars? I would have said Game of Thrones. Yeah, like, no, that's, you, a, that's you a Game of Thrones. Line, yeah, that's a Tywin and, Lannister it, quote. Dude, it dude Tywin Lannister, the guy who plays him, he would if you had to like take out Stellan Skarsgård, he would be a phenomenal Luthan in this series. Yeah, he would. He would be a really good Luthan. Oh man, it's like Alan Rickman as Count Dooku all over again. I know it's so, I, dude. So many people could like fit great in Star Wars, but I love like just the whole espionage. Like, I think one of the big things that people say too is like, it's not even Star Wars. Like, it just feels like it's in a Star Wars world, but it's it's not a Star Wars story. It's like, yeah, that's what makes it great. It's like you take the Star Wars out of the title, and it's just some big like corporate not corporate but like galactic espionage sci-fi story yeah it's crazy i I just don't get how you can complain about this show and not say that it's it's just phenomenal yeah it's it's on a whole different playing field right now i'm excited for i'm really excited for wednesdays man wednesdays are the best yeah they really are the best um we had two episodes left then you will see if you're right because you've been saying it now since like week one it's a two-part finale yeah so we'll see if it's a two-part finale i do want to see if we can try to record our uh reactions to it yeah i mean well i'll be home and we'll do a reaction to it you just gotta avoid spoilers (laughs) this is very yeah well, this show isn't going to be spoiled as much as Mando was. No, Nobody's the, watching the, this compared to Mando. This is the great thing. It finally just started happening this week where I'm on TikTok now and I'm getting videos for it. And I'm 10 episodes into the series, which bums me out because I wish like nobody was watching it like they re- like originally were because it was great just going on social media and not having this show spoiled for me. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm glad that Star Wars fans are finally, hey... 10 weeks in, or I guess seven weeks in, this show's not that bad. Yeah. We don't complain about everything. We just want quality content. Consistently, yes. And I would take one Andor show every five years versus one Obi-Wan show every six months. Yeah. I agree. I, yeah. And if you would have told me this year, this year alone, Book of Boba Fett's releasing, Obi-Wan Kenobi's releasing, and Cassie and Andor's releasing. Which one is going to be the best? Rate them. I would have told you. It's going to go Obi-Wan, Boba Fett, Andor. It is now the opposite. Yeah. It is It is the opposite. 
And that's only because Boba Fett's two episodes carry Luke Skywalker, Mando, and Grogu and Ahsoka's story. That does carry. Now, and now the I want to go back and rewatch some of Obi Wan stuff because I mean, you didn't kill Anakin Skywalker. I did. That's like that's some cold stuff. Like the Obi Wan Anakin stuff is phenomenal. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I dude, there's so much. So you think we're gonna see Palpatine by the end of the series or Tarkin? By the end of the series, yes. By the end, of the, end the of the season, season, that could be a, that could be a wild finale. There was just a prison season. break. And it could be a wild finale, man. I don't know. I think Tarkin will definitely show up by the end of the season. Tarkin will show up. Palpatine will already, show up. If we're already seeing Yularen pull up over 80 million credits being stolen, a prison break, that's like that's foreign big. to the Empire. That is foreign that's, to the Empire. That's big. Yeah. And it's bad because these guys you're getting out saying that nobody's getting out of these prisons. Oh, yeah. PRD equals American Patriot Act. <laughs> that was that was on the nose to all of our allies. Yes, yeah. you are protected to our allies over in foreign countries. <laughs> Immediately turns their eye the other way. <laughs> yeah, Star Wars has always been political. What did you want our help? We've never met you before. Oh God. All right. Well, I know you, you're going to see black Panther. Our review will be dropping on Wednesday. Um, so be on the lookout for that. You got anything you want to say? Will? do you I feel one like I'm talking out. so much. I'm so obsessed with this episode. One way out, baby. This is going to be such a good show to rewatch too. the rewatchability of this show. It's high for real. Oh, fans. it's, it, it makes me so excited. Dude, Same. this season, we saw some dude's organs get crushed. That was like three episodes ago, four episodes ago, and now we're like on to like a prison break. Now we're thinking about Andy Sturch's drowning. Great. All of the trauma I, involved with the show. I was beyond like depressed when that happened. Yeah. It's unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I have, though. That's all I got. That's this week's Legionnaire, baby. All right, well, we'll see you with uh, Black Panther. I keep calling it Black Panther 2. Wakanda forever. Yes, sir. I feel like I'm just going to call it Black Panther 2. <laughs> I mean, it is Black Panther 2, but whatever. I know. I feel bad calling it that, though. It's weird. I call Thor. Like, I don't call Thor 3 Thor 3. I call it Thor Ragnarok. And then I should say Thor 4. I don't say Love and Thunder. It doesn't deserve its name. <laughs> Isn't it so weird how, like, you just, yeah, we just implicitly, like, call things. Everybody calls it the same thing. Yeah. That's weird. It's just weird how that works. Psychology. <laughs> Nuts. The Mandela right. effect. I don't know if it's that, but... Yeah. All right. Who knows? Deuces. Deuces.